0: Hey, this is Gene from the Assisted Living Network and today we're going to talk about aging. And we're going to talk about not just aging, but healthy, longevity. How can we last longer and live better? You know, age and health and longevity, those don't all kind of go together or up or down at the same time. And here's what I mean. We're all going to age. Our longevity, how long we last, is a projection of our health, what we're bringing into our body, Are we exercising our body? Those things are going to project our longevity, but our age is our age. That's the one thing, the one immobile, the one thing that we cannot change. We're all aging. We know that. How long we last and how well we live, that's our choice in many cases. Now, some of it is genetic, but when we work with people in assisted living, as people age, a lot of times they do deteriorate. And what I mean by that is certain things in the body, just like a car that's getting 100,000 miles, start to deteriorate. Whether it be bone density, whether it be just the health of the muscle itself or the skin itself. But one of the things that we can do is pay attention to the food that's being brought into the body. Think of the food as fuel. And that fuel itself that's being brought in, is it good? Is it bad? Is it high octane? Is it low octane? We can run. Our bodies are incredible. We can run and exist on very little food, very little input of energy into our body. But what kind of level are we living at? Now, you and I both have met some people who are much younger, maybe in their teens or early 20s, where their metabolism is through the roof. Their energy is high and the food they intake is burned on very quickly. As a matter of fact, when you have a teenager in the home or a grandson in the home or granddaughter in the home, especially the grandson, they tend to eat a lot because they're burning so much energy. So they take in a lot and they bring out a lot. As you get older, take that person who's 18 and now go 88, 70 years in the future, they're bringing in very little fuel and their life is a lot more sedentary, a lot calmer. So food is one and food is energy. If you take in too much fuel and you don't burn it off, well, your body stores it. Now we all know that and we say, "Oh, fat and we say somebody's not healthy and the reality is very simply, it could be too much food being brought in, too much fuel or energy not being used into the body. So one is the amount, the other one is the quality. Is it high octane? Is it low octane? Is it leaded or is it unleaded? Is it diesel fuel? So what's being brought into the body? You know, calories, not just a calorie. And the way I look at it is it's not what you eat, the amount that you eat. It's the quality of the food. When we say what you eat. Yeah. When we have vegetables, when we have meat, when we have certain things, fish that come in, it's good. But when we have other things like sugar, and high fat, and high salt, those things can be negatively affecting the health of that individual. Now the other one that a lot of people don't focus on is the liquid water now water is the base liquid that everything else is created from whether it be coffee or soda or juice but water is really the prime element that we need to have you can go without food for 30 days 60 days but water if you don't have water within a few days you will dry up and you will probably pass away quickly So fuel is one thing, but the water, the hydration is even more important. In my experience in assisted living is a lot of older people simply don't want to drink liquid. Why? Because it makes them go to the bathroom. It makes them have to go into the bathroom, which a lot of them, that is where their biggest issue of falls and not being safe comes in. My father-in-law, I love him dearly, but one of the issues that he has is that he does not drink enough fluids. So when we ask, how you doing? Did you have anything to drink? He'll say, oh, yes, I did. Well, what did you drink? And the last time we talked to him, he said Soda. Well, hold it. Soda is water in its base, but it's got a lot of sugar. It's got other chemicals and so on, but that's not really healthy for your body. It is liquid, which is good. Well, why don't you drink more water? Eh, I don't like water. Now, it's subconscious because it's not that the body doesn't like it. It's not that he doesn't like the taste or the non-taste of water. What it is, is that he knows subconsciously that if he takes in that fluid, he's going to have to go to the bathroom. And when you have to go to the bathroom, well, for some people, that can be a cause of concern because that's one of the biggest places, locations where falls happen. So when we talk about assisted living in seniors in the bathroom. That's a big issue right there. So if they're not taking in the fluid, they're certainly using the bathroom less. If they're using the bathroom, they need to be careful longevity. If somebody does not uh, go to the bathroom, that's not going to help their longevity either because you need hydration into the system. Now, there is one other solution, not taking it in by mouth orally, but injecting it straight into the bloodstream. IV injection that liquidation from the inside out can actually be much more effective than just trying to, hoping that that liquid is absorbed in, taken into the system that way. So when we talk about IVs, injections, bringing in that fluid into the bloodstream, it can be a very effective way. Now, I've done this personally, and when I first heard about this, I said, well, hold it. I'm not in a hospital. I don't need a bag of fluid. But then when I heard that a lot of athletes use this to replenish the fluid in their body, the hydration, people who have been out late at night, who got dehydrated, staying out till 2, 3 a.m., drinking alcohol and so on, use it to replenish their body. So lots of people are doing it other than people who are sitting in a hospital or a medical institution. So I tried it. And I have to tell you, it gave me a tremendous result. That result was that I did have more energy. I did feel better. And instead of drinking liquid, feeling bloated from the inside out, it was going straight into my bloodstream, which you can't really feel But later on, 12 hours, 24 hours, two days later, you really do notice it. So that hydration using IV and bringing the liquid into the body is a tremendous benefit. I mentioned my father-in-law earlier. This past summer, he was up visiting and it was wonderful. And we encouraged him to get that IV injection so that he could have that liquidation from the inside out. Well, he was very resistant because the only thing he could think about was a needle into his arm. And that needle itself is the entry point if it's not going to go orally into our stomach and so on it's going to go into our bloodstream that's the way to do it so once we got past that and he did it he complained and whined the whole time but once it was done he felt much better we saw immediate results where he acted better he felt better his energy was higher it was a dramatic difference so when you have a a leader A liter of liquid being injected into your bloodstream, especially with somebody who hasn't been drinking fluids, who hasn't been ingesting any kind of liquid in any kind of quantity other than just enough to stay alive, well, it was a huge dramatic difference. Now, unfortunately, when he moved back to Florida to his home, went back, we suggested that he try to do the same there. And we couldn't find somebody that would be willing to come to the home to do that process. So I do that out here in Arizona where I am, but to find somebody to come into the home at a reasonable price, doing it on a consumer level was a little bit difficult to do. We're working on a solution for him, but I want to encourage you to investigate that, that IV therapy where it's direct into the bloodstream liquid. They can also put vitamins and other things as well, but just thinking hydration from the inside out. So we talked a little bit about food and we talked about water and hydration. And I just want you to think this through. I'm sure you've met somebody who's older, 80, 90 years old, and some of them are very vital and strong and moving and active and others are very sedentary and it's kind of sad. It's not an age thing. It's a matter of what you're putting into your body and then what are you doing with your body? In our assisted living homes, what we do is we provide activities, we get them moving, we have activities so that they're not just sitting in the front of the TV, they're not just lying in a bed, but they're being more active. Now we can not make somebody do that, but you know as well as I, the more active you are, the more healthy you will be. And the healthier somebody is, the longer they're going to last, longevity. In the assisted living industry, my goal, my purpose is to help people not just survive, not just exist, but to actually live a healthy life. Now, that healthy life will extend their life longevity. And from a business model, that's a good thing, too, because the longer they're alive, the longer they're a resident in our home, it's a better thing. So it's good for them personally. It's good for their family because the family wants them to be around. And it's good from a business model financially as well. But there's a third component to health and longevity, and that is the social aspect. You know, you know as well as I, you've met people who are very happy. You've met people that are miserable. And those people that are happy many times, they're happier. They're, they're more socially aware and socially integrated because they're integrating with other people. They're not just being a lone wolf, staying at home, sitting in front of the TV or a computer game or whatever it may be. They're interacting with people and that interaction is what gives them life. So part of the health and longevity is providing social interaction. And when it comes to people that are older, that's one of the biggest issues, problems, challenges that they have is they're at home. Maybe they had a large family, but now the kids have moved out. The spouse has moved on and they're there in this large home alone. And they're there most of the day and night just by themselves. The social interaction is gone. And people come to visit and those interactions could be strained. They could be a little bit awkward. It takes some time when you sit down with somebody to reconnect. But if somebody just comes in for a quick visit and they got to get back and get dinner on the table and feed the kids, that's their kids or grandkids, well, that can be a little bit strained and a little bit forced. And if their friends are now stuck in their own homes, they can't readily go visit them because mobility is an issue. So this whole concept of how do we work with these people? How do we help these people? Well, that's where a group home really works out to their benefit. Because it helps not just in taking care of their physical needs, but also the social interaction. Working with and communicating with peers of their own age. People that have the same kind of interest. And it's just like my wife and I. We've been married for over 30 years. But when we get together, we don't have to sit there and just talk to each other all the time. It may just be there being together. Whether it be reading a book. Whether it be watching a TV show. It's the concept of being together. That social interaction can be nuanced or it can be interactive, full-blown debate. So in our care homes and in assisted living itself, there's a lot of interaction, at least there should be, offered to those seniors. The assistance comes not just in the food and the water and all of that, and not just in exercise, which is equally important, but also the social interaction, the ability for them to connect with other people, health, longevity, social interaction. They all work together. And when it comes to assisting All of us, as we age, all of these are equally important. I'm Gene, and I look forward to talking to you on our next segment, Do Good and Do Well. I encourage you to follow us on Facebook. Join our hundreds of successful owners so that you too can do well by doing good. If you like what you've seen and heard, please subscribe.